welcome to this special edition of the Hollowell Trust Conversations podcast. Uh, slightly different format than usual. This week, or for this episode, we're celebrating Good Relations Week along with a number of invited guests. Um, but as always, I'm joined by Paul Gosling. Paul, are you in good form? I'm in great form. Thank you, Gerard. Hope you are as well. Oh, I always, always. So we're also going to be joined today by Michael McGlade from the Community Relations Council, who are both the funders of this podcast, but also core funders of Hollywell Trust. And as such, kind of require us to take part in Good Relations Week, something that we're really happy to do. Also going to be joined by Ruth Gonsavales-Moore from our partner organization in The Junction, and by Fiona Corbin, who is my colleague in Hollywell Trust, who develops and drives all of our programs. So, Paul, can we move on to setting the context and background to Good Relations Week? And can you give us a wee bit more of the detail, including maybe what's meant by Good Relations? Uh, thanks, Gerard. Yes, I'll certainly try. Uh, good Relations is the term given to the efforts that are made to build relationships between people from different backgrounds in Northern Ireland, including those from the traditional Catholic and Protestant divisions, and also people of differing ethnicities. Now, Northern Ireland's first Good Relations Week was way back in 1990, some 33 years ago. Now, the troubles at that point were still going strong. 81 people died that year, with more civilians killed than either the paramilitaries or members of the RUC and the army. Now, it wasn't the worst year in the troubles, but nor was it the best. It was just another year that showed that some people here found it impossible to live with others. So people instead died together instead of living together. Now, 1990 was not just the first year of Good Relations Week. It was also when the uh, Community Relations Council was itself established, the parent of Good Relations Week. Now, the aims of the CRC are to lead and support change towards reconciliation, tolerance and mutual trust, which it's probably fair to say is an ongoing and unfinished task. On behalf of the executive office, the CRC assists in implementing the Good Relations Strategy, which is called Together, Building a United Community or T-Book. Okay, but Paul, Good Relations Week is uh, about more than just that. And we also have more than two communities, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, spot on, Gerard. Uh, we have an increasingly diverse population in Northern Ireland, though it should be said, stress perhaps, much less diverse than in Britain and the South come to that South of Ireland in terms of ethnicity. And it would be fair also, I think, to point out that even within the definitions of Protestant and Catholic, there are enormous variations. Not all Catholics see their faith in the same way, and there are many different Protestant churches and also biblical interpretations. Okay, well, thanks for setting the, the context for us there, Paul. So we'll turn to Michael McGlade from the Community Relations Council. Michael, you're very welcome to the podcast. Paul's given a wee bit of background uh, to the Good Relations Week. Can mm -hmm. you expand on it for us, maybe, and explain what some of CRC's thinking behind the week is? Yeah, absolutely, Gerard. Uh, you know, uh, obviously, uh, CRC's been going a lot longer than I've been with them, you know, like, uh, so the fact that it's been going from 1990, I know that whenever I started with CRC, we were just celebrating their 30th year. It was my first year with them as well. So, you know, like, uh, it's safe to say, you know, that Northern Ireland has changed dramatically in that period of time, you know, like uh, from where we went to where we had with the Good Friday Agreement in the 25 years, uh, uh, just quite recently, uh, to where we are now, there's been like a wholesale kind of change, I believe, in society from like uh, where we were in those darker days to like uh, where we are now. And as Paul has pointed out there, you know, 
we are less binary perhaps than what we were back then. Uh, quite now, John, again, there's more people that are coming in. And that kind of features a lot more in kind of how CRC sees itself and sees the week going. Because for me, really, the story of Good Relations Week is the story of the people, the people who are working on the ground in the local communities, the real life stories of people who can, you know, take a moment, take a bit of a respite in the middle of the year and look back at the stuff they've done, Jared, John, again, look at the kind of Good Relations things that they've embedded in their, in their like daily lives. And can I just take that moment to actually say, you know, like, here's what we've done. Here's the brilliant things that we've done. Shout about it. You know, like I say, like, this is Northern Ireland. So like, you know, these are the people that are little community groups, little organizations, as well as the bigger kind of organizations such as yourself, Jared, the Hollywood Trust, you know, getting that balance right. And for me, it's kind of, you know, CRC sees itself sitting in between those things, hopefully facilitating and not a very big budget, you know, like on a small budget of people, usually volunteers, people who are working in grassroots uh, movements and on, on the ground, trying to get them to say like, you know, what you're doing is amazing. You know, like, uh, can we get other people to see what you're doing and hopefully learn from it? You know, that's where I'm coming from whenever I see Good Relations Week. Dead on. So can you talk to us a wee bit about the theme for this year's programme and what your what you see as some of the highlights that are taking place or already have taken place? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, like, uh, as you say, like each year we do have a different theme that we want to kind of use to encapsulate the week to actually give like a bit of a story and a bit of a narrative of what it is and where we've come from and what we're doing. That year and last year, it was to do with like a, you know, a climate crisis and kind of, you know, things that got in this year, we thought, you know, like a, with the cost of living crisis and other things that were going on, what better way than trying to encapsulate it is to try and, you know, share resources to do things that you would normally, maybe your people are doing already, but to kind of like get moments of where people work together to get the sense of togetherness, you know, like to share resources and share learning and come together. And that's kind of where we ended up with this idea of you know the theme the overarching theme of together and togetherness you know and it wasn't just really crc that kind of came up with this here we have a steering group that we have like a kind of wider diverse range of groups that you know have the ability to be able to influence how crc you know delivers that you know we see ourselves more of delivering the week and kind of like you know you know promoting it but you know like uh, trying to get the buy-in from the different groups from the different communities and that there and you know for example uh you know within that good relations steering group, which, you know, kind of, you know, has a, a core group of people that are in it, but each year we're trying to add in a few different kind of groups that are into this year. And it's expanded this year to include the likes of kind of, you know, Disability Action, MenCap, you know, Community Foundation, ANI, and trying to look at, you know, people who are technological partners, people who are kind of like a skill sets, maybe trying to fit other people into that there and have them kind of, you know, you know, because promotion is a kind of big aspect of the week. And, you know, we don't have so much of a huge budget to be able to do that, but we want to have like real people and real groups and you know, like a real events in it. And so getting those other people in to kind of influence what that week can be kind of helps us get that message out much better than if we were just done like billboard advertising and say, come and, you know, look what's going on, you know. Paul, you have a question for Michael. Uh, Michael, I mean, obviously, we're, we're still in a very difficult place here, though, aren't we? Uh, we? We still have a very divided society, uh, something that Hollywood Trust and The Junction and others are working to change. Do you think the Good Relations Week really actually makes a, a significant impact on this problem for the wider public, or is it simply passed off as a week for the well-intentioned? You know, very good points in there, you know, because at the end of the day, the people that usually kind of run events and things they got there for Good Relations Week, historically anyway, are more the kind of community-based groups. And they're the people that are already trying to embed peace building and good relations work into everyday life. So like, absolutely, there's 
uh, absolutely good reason why those people would be doing those events. We want to kind of shout about it and show that there's all this kind of work going on. Difficult conversations can be had as well as like a kind of lighter, more kind of like, you know, jovial things because peace doesn't always have to be so serious sometimes with these things. A lot of drama groups, a lot of like a kind of community prom uh, uh, promotions, kind of com community productions, you know, but the, uh, the overall idea behind, I suppose, John, like a good relations week, it, for me anyway, is I've gone to several different events this week. And, you know, sometimes they can have all the bells and whistles and all the kind of, you know, like a big production value. But more than often, it's the people that are the volunteers, the people that have actually participated on the actual you know, like programs that the event is trying to like, uh, you know, promote those people with their real stories, those kind of stories of transformation are fantastic. You know, so even seeing like one person who has, like I says, you know, like this thing has given me more confidence, a kind of intangible thing. Sometimes you go like, ah, oh, you're a bit more confident or whatever. And here's the life story up to that point. And like, a, you know, how this course or, you know, like a good relations program has helped them. It's amazing, you know, it's eye-opening for me. I've been with CRC four years now. So, you know, I've gone through like kind of the COVID bit as well as like uh, some of the other things that have been going on. So, you know, I've seen John like how that can affect people directly, you know, and then we start talking about, you know, like uh, there's more people from other countries that are coming into Northern Ireland. And we have like uh, this idea that it's not as binary, that is not as uh, like a uh, green and orange. And John, like, how do you bring those other people into it? And I think Good Relations Week is a good kind of promotion. It says like, here's things that are going on. You know, like a, here's a week that like a, you know we've got like a load of these events on and you know like a you know, newcomer events that are happening like a you know uh north belfast and other places and all around the kind of country and it's geographical spread so from that point of view you know uh definitely a success but certainly more difficult conversation to have and like a, you know more work to be done you know because we are uh, what about for the future michael i mean do you expect it to carry on in much the same way in future years or do you have more exciting plans for for future years this is the thing you know, like each year we kind of have a look at it and we kind of look at the feedback from things that have happened from previous years and try and build that into like what we're going to do in the future and you know some people are saying that like there's almost too many events and it's on such a short period of time and then other people are saying maybe it should be like a month and then you go to yourself well is that too much you know like yeah there's definitely a uh, space i think there for a week and to develop those kind of like, uh, you know, events that are happening in there. Uh, and just really kind of like, it, for me, using each week, each week of each of the yearly things to look at a different viewpoint of the things that happened during that year for good relations, I think is always a good thing. You know, so like, uh, you know, how you develop that there is that, you know, we're trying to do sometimes bigger events and other times we're trying to do like things that are not as inward looking. You know, and from that there, you kind of go like, uh, you know, Northern Ireland still should be the focus, but sometimes you want to put things into perspective, you know, so I think those kind of like yearly themes are a good thing. Um, where it develops from here, could it get bigger? I'm not quite sure, but take a lot more work from the likes of Jared and, you know, like uh, organizations that got there <laughs> that are already kind of snowed under. But, you know, like the core element of like even the likes of Jared being able to say, you know, like, a, like here's something we've done during the year. Here's like a really good project. You know, like we should be shouting about that there. We should be saying, John, like you're not going to get those kind of things usually on the mainstream media, you know, like and like the nightly news. So like we're going to have to have look at a way of where we can get those kind of stories out, you know, find those people that are doing those kind of things and say, like, you know, here's leaders to learn from, here's examples. And the week for me is like a really good example of that there. And sometimes also flies under the radar of like you know, the nightly news, but like, you know, we still have to try and fight to do that there and get that message out there. And this is one of the best ways I think to do it. Yeah, well, Michael, thank you for joining us um, and letting us know or giving us a wee bit more of the CRC's perspective on Good Relations Week.
feel free to stay for the rest of the conversation. Um, but we're also joined now by Ruth Bonsavales Moore. I hope I haven't massacred your name there, Ruth, uh, from our partner organization in the junction. So our organizations have a unique relationship in that we're the, the only partnership that's co-funded through the, the same letter of offer, if you like, or the same agreement by the Community Relations Council. And that's something that we're we're very proud of because it shows the, the long-term commitment and relationship that we've had with each other. So Ruth, for those of you, for people who might not be too familiar with the work of the junction, can you give us a wee bit of background or rundown on the type of work that you're involved with? Okay, thanks for the invite to be here. And um, apologies if I haven't done my homework completely. Um, I'm I'm delighted to be um, involved in the junction. I am a, I am as was with the, ju the junction now about six months. So I'm also still learning, um, and discovering. Really, kind of get deep dive in, into what the junction, the work of the junction over the past twenty three years. The junction would have been set up sort of post the Good Friday Agreement. Um, and was spearheaded by a number of people in the city here, Maureen Hellington being one of those people, Eamon Dean and others as well, and, and Seamus Farrell. And, and really, I suppose, was born out of that desire to, well, out of a recognition of the work and, and the support that local communities needed to, to build peace, peace building. And I suppose there's a, there's a number of the project, I mean, the Junction has been doing a lot of work, very solid work over the last number of years I suppose the key some of the key pieces of work have been around community education um, and deliver, developing well researched well informed um, pieces of, of 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 community learning programs often accompanied by by resources that have been addressing key issues and and this was a lot uh, the point of what of what the junction is doing is the themes do evolve and emerge as we kind of evolve through our, our kind of peace process um so currently the junction will be looking at we, we have a number of education programs that's looking at kind of i suppose the trying to marry the kind of the global and the local kind of issues that that, that underpin um, a lot of the kind of power imbalances and also violence that, that we have experienced here in Northern Ireland. Um, so, so currently we're kind of looking at issues around patriarchy and imperialism and the impact that that, that they, that they that, in terms of the structures and the way society is structured, have on, on our kind of local local politics. Um, so, and and the, we've worked with, with Johnson McMaster and Kathy Higgins um, over the last probably 10, 15 years in, in the development of, of those materials. Um, we've all, the, the junction has also kind of delivered and developed um, towards understanding and healing other projects that are kind of around kind of enabling positive encounters, primarily through creating space to hear people's stories, stories, lived experiences around co conflict and beginning to, to create a space where we can actually see and, and hear each other and to find, a, you know, create the space for some healing around that as well. And other other work that we've been involved in, is, I suppose, really has been about kind of shaping policy and practice and around kind of a principled approach to peace building, particularly around kind of ethical remembering. Um, and 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 I suppose that's something we would be con continue to be kind of interested in as well as well as delivering community relations um, training and, and education across Northern Ireland and the border counties. Ruth, uh, Paul here. I mean, how important is Good Relations Week for your calendar and programme of work? This is a really, it's a really good question. Um, and I, I suppose I probably have 
I think I, a bit of a mixed view kind of around it, if I'm being really, really honest. Um, I suppose haven't been involved in, in the art sector for a bit and the kind of the culture night. I kind of, I'm a wee bit of a contrarian. Sometimes it's kind of like, oh, we we're forced to be kind of cultural in in, in one night. And I, I suppose in some ways I sort of feel, feel a little bit the same around Good Relations Week and that we're kind of like, you know, because I, I, I suppose what I see and what I know is happening in the community voluntary sector is there are many people involved and engaged in, in doing their bit to kind of build relationships all year round, 52 weeks of the year, and doing so on very, very little and limited resources. Um, so, I, so I suppose, and from an organisation point of view, um, that but 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 that said, I suppose I also see lots of really really exciting activities and and things going on in this week and and you know for myself, um you know there's a, there's a the Northwest um ethnic minorities forum has got a brilliant event this Saturday. Last night I was listening into the Londonderry Bands forum, so it's a real opportunity in some ways to kind of hear and see and get get gets you know get a real feel of, of what is going on within communities and across communities around building good relations here in Northern Ireland. So it's it's very positive in that in that respect. Organisationally and being involved, you want to be able to dip in, you want to be able to go to, the, to everybody else's events. And it, so that's, that's it's quite challenging to do that, you know, given with everything just packed into two weeks. So I'm probably one of those people who would be saying, you know, we should be looking at a month or we should just be really looking at how we are doing this all year round and finding ways to showcase the work, the good work that is happening um, kind of a, on an all year round basis. You know, so, so I mean, like good relations, it's, hap it's happening through the community voluntary sector, but, it's, you know, it's also happening as part of the, the local authority um, community community relations kind of funding and programming. So so kind of like we should be creating showcasing platforms um, and we should be finding those good stories and new stories and making them the news. So, so I think you know I, th I do think we maybe need to look again in terms of how we just platform what is going on in the community voluntary sector. Yeah, Ron and Ruth. Uh, last question for you: the next steps for the junction. Uh, have you any new initiatives or ongoing initiatives that you people might want to get involved in, or you want to share a wee bit more information about? Well, I mean, I suppose. We are planning, and in, in terms of co continuing on the conversation about kind of ethical remembering, um, and, just, and I suppose you know what, what we mean by that is like we all we all do remember, and but it's that thing about do we only remember our own, and to what extent can we move into a space to kind of looking acknowledging, acknowledging the rem remembrance and and other people's losses, um. So we, we are we have an event on the eleventh of October that is going to be here in in the Hollywell Trust building on Bishop Street. That is Dr. Deirdre McBride will be leading that, that a conversation. I suppose really that's looking at the learning um from our the decade of centenaries. Um, so that's kind of I suppose an, an opening conversation about public um memories and public remembrance. Um, so that's that's happening here. We we're continuing the committee education programs that we, I kind of talked about. Um, the junction has also been doing some work around kind of memorialisation policies and supporting local authorities to kind of look at those, to look at development policies and framework. That's something we hope to be continuing on with. And I suppose in a way, you know, the as an organisation, we are um, also 
hoping to maybe do a bit of a kind of a bit of a review, a bit of a kind of past, present, future analysis. Um, you know, or the, the, we're we're in very different circumstances um, from when the organisation was set up, but also in a post Brexit with a massive um, cost of living crisis. You know, the, the issues and needs are, are are kind of changing. So we as an organisation, I think, would be would be would be undertaking a bit of a review as well. So, but for now, yep, the community education programme is continuing and we have that event coming up in October. Brilliant, Ruth. Thanks very much. And thanks for sharing the information. A, a, an exciting future ahead. Um, so our last guest today is Fiona Corvin. Um, Fiona is the senior programme worker with Hollywood Trust and is involved in the development and delivery of all our, all our work. Fiona, do you want to give us a wee bit of a rundown of the events that we've organised this week and why we decided to do them? Sure. Um, so we have quite a busy programme last week. Um, it's important for us as a, an organisation with that has community relations at, at the kind of core of our work um, to participate in the week organised by the, the Community Relations Council. Um, so on Monday, we started the week off with um, a really fab exhibition, I think, by an artist, Paula Monaghan, um, which is called Scribbles from the Troubles. Um, and it's, it was a, an example of um, her kind of hard experience of, of the troubles growing up um, from her perspective through um, the medium of wee uh, drawings that she'd done and subsequently has reflected on them and turn, turned it into an exhibition, which is soon to move into the Ulster Museum. Um, so it was lovely to have Paula here on Monday um, chatting to members of the community about her lived experience and the conversation that came from that was actually um, quite enlightening and there was a lot of shared experiences in the room, um, which was great to see. We've also, um, we delivered uh, just last night, actually, a performance by the theatre company Kabosh, who are based in Belfast, who came down and they delivered a performance of Third Person in Our Marriage, um, which was written by Lawrence McKeown. Um, it's only ever been performed once before, and it deals with the theme of legacy. And it, the piece itself asks a really difficult question, is there a timeline to victimhood? Um, the piece was commissioned specifically by Families for Justice to be performed to a very small audience um, at the launch of the Eames Bradley Report. So we felt it was really important um, as an organisation to make sure that as part of the week, while we want to engage wider audiences um, on the theme of community relations, we're quite conscious that some of those more difficult conversations, we have to be including that in our work too. Um, and I think given the current context of the uh, Legacy and Reconciliation Bill um, becoming law just this week. Um, it's important that we're reflecting that in the work that we do. So we had that last night. Um, we have our podcast today and then on Friday night, which is also Culture Night, we're doing a kind of double-pronged approach. We're having an evening with the authors um, and we're going to be joined by uh, Damien Gorman, Rosemary Jenkinson and Sue Devon, um, all from, from this place, all authors from this place who have very different writing styles and the theme of the evening is going to be capturing um, conversation and reflections on culture, identity and the role that literature plays on this island um, and further afield and how we can maybe um, unpack some of the kind of challenging and contentious issues through the use of literature and art. So we've tried to make it a kind of inclusive and engaging programme, but we're also um, aware that it's not always easy to deal with really difficult issues in just one week. Now, Fiona, the uh, as you say, 
the the event uh, third person was was last night. Uh, we're recording this yeah. on Thursday. I mean, how well did that go? How what was the response from the audience? Yeah, um, so it went well. Um, the response from the audience was uh, overwhelmingly positive. It was certainly a poignant piece, um, and there was a really uh, interesting discussion that followed. Um, a lot of people were actually quite challenged by some of the themes um, in the piece, but the conversation was actually, it was very nuanced and it was in relation to the diversity of views and like, what does justice mean? Um, when do people feel safe to move on? And is it okay that if if you're comfortable um, to move on, what about your peers or whenever there's tension within families um, when it comes to victim and survivorhood? So it was actually a really, really interesting conversation and we were very fortunate to have some people with us last night to watch the performance that haven't um, participated or engaged in any Hollywood Trust programmes or events before, um, which was really heartening. But to be honest, a challenge is that this week is so busy. There are so many events on across the city and across uh, Northern Ireland more generally, all dealing with sort of similar uh, themes, that there wasn't that many people there. And that's a challenge for us in terms of you know, um, really trying to encourage participation. And so that's something that we're going to have to consider for future programming. But in terms of the conversation about uh, legacy and particularly the bill and what that means for the people of this place um, in relation to the actions of the British government, the conversation was important. Um, and I'm really glad that we took the opportunity to have that conversation this week. Now, you say that you're going to think more about the implications of last night's event and the audience numbers in terms of future programming. I mean, can you say anything more about how that will likely affect future programming around Good Relations Week? Um, yeah, like, I think I kind of disagree, actually, with with Ruth and with Ruth in terms of um, should this be bigger? I think for for us, we are really conscious that community relations forms a core part of what we do all the time. And to have a week that where there's such a wide variety of events, like you have to be realistic on what that costs to put on. And is the return of investment really worth it? Um, and to be quite frank, and this is from an organisational perspective, it's it's not always. So while there was immense and immeasurable value for the people that were there last night, I don't know whether I would put something like that on again during Good Relations Week. I would maybe have it as a separate entity where there is not uh, multiple competing events taking place on the same evening within the same city, within a very close uh, radius. So, yeah, that would be kind of my thoughts on that. There on. Um, so, you've mentioned this already, Fiona, but Good Relations Week events form only a small part of the work of our organisation. Yeah. Can you let people know about some of our other work and maybe some of the future opportunities that we have coming up? Sure. Um, so we work across a range of themes, some of the most kind of challenging and divisive issues affecting our society. Um, at the moment, we have a number of um, project areas of working. So future relationships conversations, um, we're about to kick off phase two of that project, which deals with the constitutional um, future arrangements of this place. Um, with the primary aim of fostering an inclusive and engaging conversation uh, with a wide range of people, um, with a not like we we take an active role in being the honest broker in that conversation with a sort of non-political um, agenda, which sets us apart from some of the other constitutional focused projects, think tanks, and others that are taking place at this time. Um, we've just finished a, an iteration of thirty, which is a uh, 
a civic voice project. So we hosted three mini citizens assemblies dealing with three key issues, one of them being um, legacy, education, and also civic voice 25 years on after the Belfast Good Friday Agreement. So we're looking at what's next for that project. Um, we deal a lot with the theme of leadership um, and we deliver our Future Leaders Programme, which is a year-long development programme for those people who are already in leadership roles within the community and voluntary sector. And again, it's to try and encourage um, I guess broader scope of thinking, collaboration and networking across um, across the city and across traditional divides among pra practitioners. Um, and we have a range of other smaller uh, community relations focused projects um, and events that take place on a regular basis. But I think some of our work is not always visible um, and a lot of it is actually engaging with people in positions of influence and power. So whether that's um, government stakeholders and officials um, or other people with a vested interest in this place. But I think um, one thing that I would like to say about our work that I think is very important is that like our vision is a truly inclusive shared future. And in order to have that, you have to be brave enough to have some of the, the difficult conversations, which I think um, not all community relations work actually tackles. Yeah, on on that controversial note, then thank you very much, Fiona. Yeah. Really you know, I would just there's there's just something that I would really like to add at this point, um, if you don't mind, Jared. Over. I think um, when I consider Good Relations Week um, and what I think it could be, I think a real key challenge is that it doesn't engage the people it has to. And my aspirations for um, Good Relations Week or month or whatever it might look like is that it engages with the people that are not in the rooms that we sit in. We talk the same language and we talk to the same people. Um, we were at the conference the other day and it's inspiring to be around your peers and other practitioners with similar aims. But I think this really has to be in everyday workplaces. It has to be in trade union movements. It has to be in the spaces that we don't exist in in order for it to gain any traction. And I think ultimately this really has to sit with a joined up policy agenda in order for it to have any difference beyond friendship and wellbeing at a localised level. And while that is fantastic and lovely, and Michael, as you said, you know, it's really heartening to hear of people who have had positive experiences and their confidence has been built. But ultimately, as a, as a society, how can we transform and move on if the conversation doesn't become bigger and more ambitious? And that's just like a real personal aspiration I'd like to see for the Community Relations Council to perhaps consider for the future. Yeah, well, Fiona, thank you very much. So just on that, Paul, there's reflecting on all the speakers and what they've said, we're still a really deeply divided society here, facing all types of challenges, both politically and economically, socially and whatever else. So where next for from here, from this point? And do you think that initiatives like Good Relations Week are helping to mend divisions and create a better place for all, especially 25 years after the signing of the Good Friday Agreement? I think Fiona's made some really important points there, actually. Um, and, and it's difficult to say how much impact Good Relations Week has had. I mean, because we are still a very divided society. But certainly, if, as I have, you look back over the history of it and look at the events that have taken place and some of the films that were commissioned, there's been some really ex exciting and excellent events and programmes over the years. Uh, and clearly, they're likely to have influenced those people that were exposed to them. But I mean, I think we do have to be frank about this. Uh, uh, certainly, 
when I moved here the year after the Good Friday Agreement, I expected much faster and more positive progress from the Good Friday Agreement. And I think probably most people in our society would feel something similar. Uh, the divisions in our society are perhaps not just exemplified, but arguably amplified by the inability of the two largest parties of the two largest communities to govern together. So I think the questions out about just how much impact uh, Good Relations Week has had and is having, and Fiona touches on the point that it needs to perhaps ex ex be exposed to more people and influence and engage with more people. So, so let's hope that when we look back in another 30, 33 years, there's a feeling that we have healed our society sufficiently that actually it's then a celebration of success rather than an aspiration for what we should become. Yeah, well, thanks for that, Paul. So th that's the end of this episode. Just a, a few thanks. Thanks to Paul Gosling, as always. Thanks to Michael McGlade from the Community Relations Council, to Ruth Gonsavales-Murr from the Junction, and to Fiona Corvin from Hollywell Trust. As always, as well, thank you to the Community Relations Council for the continued support of both Hollywell Trust and of this podcast. Keep a lookout for future episodes of the podcast as well, and we'll talk to you again soon. Mm -hmm.